Hey everybody, it's your girl Lauren Reed from What Ice Radio, and you are now listening to the Lauren Reed Live Show. Let's go. It's just a public service announcement, sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. Hey, it's your girl Lauren Reed, and you are now locked into Lauren Reed Live, right here on What Ice Radio, the show where you get a little scoop of everything. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho! What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay the Gentleman, and you're listening to Lauren Reed Live on Water Ice Radio, powered by waterice.com. Your scoop to everything Philly. Now let's go! Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on Water Ice Radio. And today we have a very special show. Y'all see the setup is a little different today because we have a, a lot of people here, but a lot of great people here. I'm excited. Um, I actually got an opportunity, I think it was almost two years ago. Almost two years ago. The premiere. Um, right? Yes, the premiere. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was definitely one of my first red carpet events that I actually okay. got to, to host. Um, I met um, Yakisha through an, a cast member, actually, mm-hmm. who is on the show. And he said, we wanted you to come out and do the live red carpet mm-hmm. for this new reality show that's coming out called The Real Lives of Philadelphia. And I'm mm-hmm. like, word? We got a reality <laughs> show? I didn't know that was going down. So um, we came. It was at um, Temple University yes. at the, the movie theater there great turnout mm-hmm. so we're glad to finally actually have you on the show to talk thank to you, you about the show thank you so, much. so without further ado everybody this is Jakeisha walker the um creator of the real lives of philadelphia reality show and she is accompanied by george williams who is the director and two of her cast members as well ani and lenore so everybody welcome to the show thank Happy you to have you thank here thank you so, um, Keisha, let's talk about this whirlwind that you have going on. Um, season one was a lot. Yeah. Right? It was, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. <laughs> um, but let's, you know, take it back a little bit. How did you actually start getting into this game of producing, creating, and getting into reality TV? I'm going to say back in 2012, I came up with the idea. Okay. I was going to do like a housewife thing, but okay. I didn't know a lot of people that was married at the time. So I was like, all right, let me do something totally different. Let me do just real stuff. Like, because the shows I see on TV are created to be fake, some real, some fake, but they don't, they create their own show. Okay. So I was like, I want to do something different. I want everything real. I want it raw. I want everybody to be who they are, be yourself. And my girlfriends came. I had about five people 
And I was like, let's start. He was like, you serious? You want to do it? I was like, yeah. People started hearing about it. It just blew up out there. I was like, oh, man. All I did was say I wanted to start a show. And it was all over. It was like, Philly got a show. That's all it takes so, And people didn't think, like, what was going to come out of this because I had no idea. I had no experience in it. I just was like, I believe I could do, I could pull this off. Okay. So once it kept going, I was just like, step by step. But every time I step by step, I went back like 17 times. That happens a lot <laughs> yeah, in the process. So I was just like, all right, it's hard work. It's very hard work and nothing happens overnight. So I was just like, all right, I did it 2013, 14, I think 14 after I had like a big show, like on Germantown Avenue, it's like 250 people and wow. the capacity was 150. So I kind of like went way over people's outside cause they still wanted to see it and hear about it. They was like, yo, that was crazy. You gotta come on. I got so scared. I was just like, all right, what's the next step? I didn't even know where to go after that. Wow. So I was just like, let me take a break. So did you ever want to be a part of the cast? Yeah, I was like a part of it. But I didn't know how I can come in. I couldn't juggle being a creator and being a cast member at the same time because I seen things in the inside that I didn't want. But if I was on the outside, I would see it. But being in the inside, I had no control because it was like other people was doing what they wanted to do. And I was just like, nah, that's not how I want it done. So you touched on something. Um, you said a lot of reality TV is they say it's fake, it's scripted, right? Yeah. So how do you manage people thinking like, oh, that was scripted versus it actually being real? How do you keep your content raw and you real? You can actually tell because these cast members let you have it. <laughs> so nothing is gonna come that genuinely off right. of someone and be like, all right, well, oh, that's fake, that's corny. They just as real as they can be. Right. I don't stop anything. I might add something in, mm -hmm. but it's just an ad, but it's nothing that you got to write down. They got to study anything okay. to say, this is what you're going to say to this person. Okay. It's not like that. So to the cast members, whomever want to take it, Yanni or um, Alene, I'm sorry, Lenora. <laughs> uh, how do you keep it real and fresh, um, you know, when the cameras are coming to you and saying, you know, do you want to add some stuff or do you want to take stuff back? Like, how do you balance it all? I don't hold anything back. Same. Definitely don't. <laughs> Zero Speaking to same. <laughs> Yeah, I don't hold anything back. Whatever's going on in my life, I tend to just let it out. Like, okay. I don't hide anything. I think that by that, we're going to draw in people that can be more relatable. Mm -hmm. And I'm not scared to share my life. I, you know, struggles or whatever, whether it be good or bad, I'm just whatever. When the camera's on, whatever's happening is going to be on the camera. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, your storyline on mm -hmm. the show. Talk a little bit about you and what people can look forward to seeing. Um, well, first, I, I am an author. I'm a writer. Um, I have I write books. I um, have one book out that I wrote like six years ago, but my main book is called Never Uttered a Word Till Now. Okay. Um, it's a novel based around true facts about my life. I have not released it yet. Um, but on this on the show, I, I am also on probation for 10 years. I'm a felon, a two-time felon. Okay. Um, so, like I said, the good and the bad. You're going to get the good and the bad um, with me. So that that's a that. lot of personal stuff in your life. A lot of people yeah. don't want to speak about, you know, some mm -hmm. possible, you know, criminal activity that they've done or negative right. things they've done in their life because a lot of people don't forgive that at times, yeah, right? Exactly. right? So why did you think this was a, a good opportunity and a platform to kind of show from where you were to where you are now? Um, because it's everyday life. I think a lot of people go through what I go through mm -hmm. or what I went through. Mm -hmm. um, not just being a felon, but how hard life is after you become a felon. Right. And everything you have to go through to get back to where you were or, you know, just to get back up. Mm -hmm. So I think that people need to hear this and they need to know that is is ways around it. 
Okay. You know, like you don't have to just be like, oh, I'm a felon. I just got to be a felon. Like, no, it don't work like that. Like, so, um, Tatiana, yes. um, what is, oh, who is your, I, I hate saying character. I don't want to, who are you? That's better than anybody to say, yeah. who are you? <laughs> right. And um, how did you get to be a part of the cast? So, um, I became part of the cast by accident. I didn't even really, like, never wanted to be on TV. I didn't really know. And this guy, and I was like, you have the perfect personality. You know, go tell your story. And I went to the cast call, and they liked me. I was just like, okay. So talk a little bit about your story. So uh, I battle mental illness. Okay. So that's basically what the basis of my storyline is and overcoming it and being young Mm -hmm. and black with mental illness and how it's not talked about in the community and dealing with, like, a traumatic childhood. And that basically is what, you know, made me kind of have mental illness in a way, even though it's genetic too. Yep. But that's basically my storyline and me basically like just, yeah, overcoming it, becoming a, a better person, growing and actually dealing with it in a way where you wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. So I have to come in both of you ladies because both of you have different stories, but very um, the same, mm-hmm. that is so personal that who would want anybody to kind of see that piece of your life? So for you to want people to look from yeah. the outside, uh, from the outside to look in, and you to be so raw and authentic with that, I definitely have to commend you. So we'll get a little bit back to your storylines, but I want to talk about how you um, met your director okay. and how that came apart, <laughs> and um, how your vision for it, for the show came when you, okay. once you met George. So I'm gonna say it was like 2016. We was doing a radio podcast, and they picked me to be one of the co-hosts. And I came on, and I think they heard about me doing the show. I told them, like, you know, two years ago, I started the show, and it went here. And one day he came right here, he's like, listen, if you don't start that show back up, (laughs) you're going to be mad if somebody else do it. it, I was like, dang, are you serious? So I looked at him as like, you know what? He got everything under control. He's doing a podcast. He's running it basically. He has his own business. He's been directing his own business. And it's like, okay, neither one of us got experience, but who's going to pay us any mind? Right. Who's going to say, oh, you ain't no director. You ain't no producer. You ain't no executive. You ain't no creator. But I created something. Absolutely. So I'm going to use them titles as much as I can. So I asked him and he was like, all right, so what if I say, listen, after he talked to me, it was like two days later, I think, or like a day later, I said, you want to come on and be my producing director? I didn't know what kind of experience he's being had. I just know you had a business. <laughs> right. If you have a business, you're directing it. Right. And you're producing everything in there for your business to make sure it's prosperous and right. it's ran right, right? He was like, all right, we'll meet. I'll see. <laughs> so we met at Dave & Buster's. He was like, yo, this is crazy. I said, all we got to do is do a casting call. Right. It's not that, it's, I, I always say it's not that deep. Listen. <laughs> He yeah. sent me down like, listen, it is that it deep. Is exactly I'm like, it ain't that deep. You just got to do a cast call because I'm looking at the fast way out. Right. Make a cast call, do a flyer, post it. They going to come. He was like, no, 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 no. We're going to do it. This They're is what you got to do. Right. I was like, all right. We had to go step by step to make sure we do everything right. And then he decided that he wanted to come on board. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see how it was. So once we started that in 2016, like September of 2016, then when like the beginning of 17 came, we just made history and been making history ever since. So George, let's talk a little bit about you and your, because she just said a whole lot about what you do. So so you were doing podcasting, directing, producing. So tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got up to this point. Well, um, as far as the show, um, she, you know, she told me about the show and everything. And for me, you know, 
if, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna jump all the way in it. So mm -hmm. when I, you know, I saw the show and everything, she showed me, you know, um, some of the pictures and everything, and I was like, well, you know, again, like she stated, um, I felt like if we didn't do this show, that someone will do it, and we'll be sitting back, you know, feeling, you know, feeling some type of way. So when she she told me about it and everything, I thought about it. So I think it's a dope concept. Um, you know, let's go ahead, let's put it together. And so, um, you know, I. I did some um, directing before, mm -hmm. like with like plays and stuff like that, but never like a reality show. So I basically told her, yeah, I could do it. I didn't know, had no idea. What you were getting yourself <laughs> into. Yeah. That's one thing, you know, you know. So, you know, the day that we, uh, I think our first time we was filming up at King of Prussia, and um, I was nervous, but you know, sometimes you, you, you're nervous, but you just know you can do it, you know, yeah. so that's what happened. But and, he never says it, right, so the, and yeah, you could I, never tell right. that he's nervous. I'm right. like, yeah, right, he was up there doing your thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how different is this from doing things like plays and from stage plays and now doing like television? How, how different is it in producing? Yeah, well, basically, um, like Lenora stated, um, it's, you know, a, a play is basically, you know, we're acting, we you know like the script, and you know they're going over things. But you know the reality show is it's it's really their lives. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time. Somebody asked me said you know where's the show going? I tell them all the time I don't know. But what I do know is you know when something happens, you know what direction you need to go with. Mm -hmm. um, they all you know th this is their real lives, and I felt like far as Philadelphia, you know I can't fool Philly. We can't fool Philly. Mm -hmm. So it was like. We had to be authentic, and so, you know, they come and tell me about situations that they think is bad, and I don't say nothing. I say, oh, this is good. You know, this is good juice for the show. So it's like basically, um, you know, I just I just sit back and, you know, now what I do, what I will do is, and I'll be honest, it's times when, like, one girl had a problem with another girl, and another girl had another problem with another girl. I just kept them away from each other. Okay. Right? That's a feeling. You know, I, right. Hey, what you doing? Come down, such and such. We having something, right? right? And then when the other girl, you know, I say, did you know such and such was here? Yeah, well, I know you want to address what happened. And then before you know, <laughs> you want to address what happened. So I didn't make that up, but I made sure they stayed away from each other. So when they come to each other and start talking, the feelings was real, the conversation was real. It's times when we film it and they've cried and everything. And it was authentic. It was just always real. So you kind of lead me to my next question where sometimes reality shows get a bad rep for right. exploitation right. per se, yeah. right? right. Um, putting these people out there in situations like, cause one might hear that and say, yo, George set them up. Mm -hmm. You know, George right. set them up to come into right. a particular place and right. ha hopefully hash out a beef mm -hmm. for it to fuel the fire. Mm -hmm. So how do you, when you are shooting these scenes, kind of not get into that realm of exploitation? Well, Have you had people say, no, 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 I don't want to film that kind of thing? Yeah, plenty of times. And, you know, for me, I'll talk you into it. I'll figure it <laughs> out. He definitely Because it's a lot of times when he's like, I don't want to talk about this or I don't want to do this. And, you know, it's like, look, like, you, in order to go forward, you got to talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember one time we had a, uh, I think it was Lenora fighting down. Pins landing. She like, why are you bringing that right now? <laughs> and, um, but we don't but let it, it go real. that far. It real. It's real. But it was just her confronting a situation, and um, I didn't 
you know, I didn't set that up. You know, the thing is, to me, it's this is just life. You know, mm -hmm. think about it. Everybody goes through something in life. You yeah. know, we're just filming it. Yeah. I just feel like if you call us and you have a situation or an issue with somebody, okay, that means you, I always ask, do you mind talking about it when we start filming? No, I don't mind. So that means you're going to say something to her and you want to ask her a question of why she did what or said mm -hmm. what. Mm -hmm. Okay, you get there, you ask. Of course, it's going to be an argument because you're coming to her for something that she did and she's not going to hold back on what she did. She's going to be upfront and honest. Gotcha. But you had to be able to accept that. You can't just go around and say, oh, yeah, it was a setup. They can never say it's a setup because if I ask you when you go on set, you mind talking to her about it, hashed out, mm -hmm. boom, okay. Mm -hmm. I might go to Lenore and say, like I did mm -hmm. that night. I said, Lenore, mm -hmm. such and such want to talk to you mm -hmm. about something, and boom, and okay. Something that you want to And then explore. when it get there, you get that juice mm -hmm. for the show, and that's all you're going to get. I'm not going to allow them to fight. Okay. I'm so not going to allow them to put their hands on each other. Okay. I'm not going to allow you to throw nothing because guess what? You will be discontinued. Oh, well, you that's a great point. <laughs> you just got like, so you, uh, you see on a lot of um, reality yeah. shows where there are physical yeah. altercations. So you mm -hmm. don't allow that on no. your show. No. You could go as far as arguing, mm -hmm. getting up in somebody's face, but we will have people there to make sure that the friction be separated because we don't allow that. And if it does get to that point, you will so oh, yeah. they cannot be a part of your cast oh, yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. And wow. also, just to um, piggyback over, we make sure, like, we don't just want to show, we want to show, you know, okay, the city of brotherly love. We want to show that, yeah, we might fight, right? But at the end of the day, we can still come into an agreement and make mm -hmm. them like that day that they had a, 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 a situation at Penn's Landing. By the end of us shooting, they made up and they were cool. You know, so mm -hmm. that's the, our whole thing. It's not about, you know, just violence and everything. It's to show that we are the city of brotherly love and we might argue, we might fight, but at the end of the day, we can all come together and still be cool with each other. Exactly. So ladies, um, what are some things that are kind of like no goes for you as far as shooting? Do you have anything? I don't. You don't? I'm an open book. I have no filter. Ask me anything. She really does. What's the what's the saying you said the last hiring film? I'm gonna know what I want to know, think what I want to think. <laughs> okay, that's basically how I am. Mm -hmm. You never I know what's coming out of no, them. No, if they come to me and they want something from me, I just give it to them. Okay. Because it might be something out their life that we probably haven't even touched on. Okay. Like as far as Lenora's probation, she talked a lot about, she didn't really talk a lot about it, but we know what's going on. So with this season, you'll see more of her checking in the probation office, going down there, staying in that long line, getting searched. That's a headache okay. for somebody that know it's thousands of people up here in Philly that got to go through that. But how many females can actually talk and want to say, I can relate to what she's going through? Right. I know and exactly really what she's just, going through. Not just gets deeper than that though just from checking in and being on probation like if I was to ever like do anything while I'm on probation I'm looking at seven to 14 years and you yeah. probably had to get permission to do this show correct um no not really really okay. um because I don't have a violent offense okay but because of the type of felon that they gave me and where I got the case at they put it up there with like a felon two or whatever okay. really shouldn't be there but Okay. It's, it's, there, right? it's where our court case Okay, understood. So we're going to take a quick break. Okay. When we come back, um, I want to get into more of what we're going to see in season two because I've seen okay. some of your trailers. Okay. <laughs> and from what I've seen, there's no gentleman here right now in the cast, but it seems like the gentlemen have more drama this season. Oh yeah, they got some. Then the, they got the, some the crazy. Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, so yeah. 
They fit into the category too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, guys where they don't have no drama. Yeah. They always got they got yeah. a little bit of something. So I, I, they're absent right now, but I want mm-hmm. you to talk a little bit about okay. the guys that you have on the cast okay. and what they're bringing to the show as okay. well. Gotcha. All right, everybody, it's your girl Lauren Reed right here on Water Ice Radio, the Lauren Reed Live Show with the cast of the Real Lives of Philadelphia. Please do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's your girl Lauren Ree, and I got my boy Jada Gentleman yeah, here with yeah. me. And we are about to pay some bills, everybody. That's right. First off, shout out to Samsung Technologies. They provided us with equipment for our post and pre-production needs. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And then we have the new Stand Association of Philadelphia. They have over 50 screens across Center City with our show playing on exclusively. So thank you to them. Yes, yes. And last but certainly not least, we got Boom 103.9 Philly. Boom. Thank you very much. We are on their website. You can check us out. Go to the top of the website. Hit the website exclusives. All that good stuff. We got our amazing content, and we got more coming up, so please stay tuned. Yeah, guys, we're going back to the show right now. Don't go anywhere. And we are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What a Ice Radio, the Lauren Reed Live Show. Today's guest is the cast, the producer, and the creator of The Real Lives of Philadelphia. Again, thank you, everybody, for coming to the show. You're welcome. Yes. Thanks for having us again. So before the break, we were talking about the gentlemen that are on the cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've seen some trailers and how, you know, it's kind of stirring the pot with the guys. I've seen yeah. a couple basketball they got some. They got some yeah. Yeah. With on there. Yeah. So talk a little bit about um, the gentlemen <laughs> that are actually on your cast before we get into okay. some of the stuff they got going on this season. So you have... Tommy, I'll start with him because he's like the longest. He's married actually, mm-hmm. um, and he brought another woman into his relationship. Okay, things didn't work out. Okay, like You'll openly. See, yeah, that was season one too, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. Okay. So the main thing is a lot of things happened with that okay. incident. And you'll see that on season two, part okay. of season two. Basically, the grass is not green on, on the other side. side. Yeah. And yeah. two women is not as right. easy yeah. as they get Terrible. <laughs> no, not at all. And Gotti is, I, I'm going to say Gotti is mysterious to me. Mm-hmm. That's only one word I can just, to say mm-hmm. what he is. Gotti doesn't care. He doesn't care. He don't care. No, he don't care. He could pick an argument with you and don't even know you okay. <laughs> and it'd just be something like he just pinpoint but he's been doing a lot of digging okay. trying to fish for other people girls through dms and it gets him in trouble i got you mm-hmm. it gets him in trouble i think he might be the one that poked the bear with surge oh yeah right? he definitely yeah. did yeah. all right so, definitely okay. did so I was like, oh he over here thinking he go to the bar he was like what you don't know nobody yeah, surge got I I right it. with him i saw that <laughs> he I saw got right that. with him didn't he i said that's the difference how I surge. I ain't right. never seen before. You can't piss him off. Shout out to Sergio Real Cool. He's yes. been on the show before. Yes. Yeah. So he's on so the he's, cast So well. he's on the cast as well, mm-hmm. doing some dope journalist mm-hmm. things of missing people. I think that's an excellent thing that he's actually doing. Yeah. And I commend him for that. I'm like, yo, because we need to know about them things. Absolutely. So he's, you know, found new love. Okay. Happy for him. That should be appeared on season two as well. Okay. And probably a little bit more than what you see so far. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So, um... What do you think the difference between season one and season two is? With season one, I'm going to say the difference is like it it gets more real on season two. Okay. Season one was like a tryout season for us. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what was going to be said. We didn't know who was going to do what. But we got more in depth. And I think with the cast, realized that they know what we wanted from them. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
we gonna come here, we gonna bring it. And I think the only thing the producer says is when he talks to them and prep them for each scene or whenever we film, mm -hmm. bring it. Y'all gotta bring it because mm -hmm. these people not playing. Mm -hmm. From there forward, mm -hmm. we get it. They right. get it. We don't never have a problem with certain people. Mm -hmm. But I think with season two, it gets more real and it gets more deeper than what yeah. season one was. So George, mm -hmm. um, the only real reality show that I kind of remember really being in Philly was The Real World when that, oh, when yeah. that was yeah, years ago. That. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's time for a big network to pick up another reality show in uh, Philadelphia, per se? Like, why is it our time to have that kind of going on here in the city? Um, I think because we're so transparent. Okay. Like, I think, you know, you know, we, I, I, I mean, I mean, you look at, I mean, I, I look at New York, I look at Atlanta, I look at Miami, and I just feel like, you know, Philadelphia, we just, we just so real. And um, just like I was saying before, I like I can't, you, you know, I, I can't fool. We can't fool the viewers. Um, and I just think like like even with um, season two, we talking about to me, you're you're going to see like personal things like who they really are, like far as, you know, OK, you might hear, you know, fighting all this, but you get to see that they're real people dealing with real situations. Mm -hmm. Um, just like Tatiana, when I first met her, she told me about her situation with the bipolar, whatever. I would never, you know, thought that. But then, as we was just watching her journey, she was telling how, you know, she's really opened up. Things are changing. Lenora, and then even um, some of the guys, like Serge, for instance, he's mm -hmm. the good guy. He's the guy that. But then you don't get to see how he used yeah. on the basketball court. How he was like, you know, you don't really know me, man. You know, so it's just like you're just gonna see up and close and personal of you know get to follow these people's lives and realize that you know that you know this this is the real lives of philadelphia like it's just not a show you know and it's pretty much a teachable moment for everybody mm -hmm. just worldwide period mm -hmm. gotcha. a lot of people that's going through a lot of things that they're going through even if you're trying to make it out here and you're trying to build a brand for yourself people get to see what you go through behind the scenes mm -hmm. with all the, with without the goods and glamour because that's not what we're here for. Mm -hmm. We're here to tell a story. Right. This is the real lives of Philadelphia, and when we get real, we get down and dirty. Real. We tell it all. Mm -hmm. So people don't that don't have a voice can actually listen and say, "I've been through this. I mm -hmm. gotta watch this. Mm -hmm. This is what it is." And you know how so many inboxes I get a day. When is it airing? When is this? When is I'm like, oh man, I don't even know what to tell them. But right. just keep putting up things to mm -hmm. inspire people. Plus, people can mm -hmm. be people can be inspired by. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, wow, I went to jail. Mm -hmm. I did this. I'm trying mm -hmm. to do this. Oh, I know I got a friend that do this. So each one teach one. You pull the friend and tell them, oh, turn to this channel. Mm -hmm. Right. You might learn something from them. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing we got out the premiere uh, in 2017 was you can actually learn something from these cast members yeah mm -hmm. every grown person just i couldn't believe it i was like huh mm -hmm. it's like they better watch it they could learn something from it Even right some of the cast members on he can learn mm -hmm. something from it, but mm -hmm. you know it is what it is mm -hmm. so ladies um some people use their reality tv um to catapult their career in something um do you, I, I know Lenore, you said you are an author yeah. um is there something that you you know you're looking to get out of being a part of the cast or again is this just something that you want people to see you know the profile or the blueprint of your life and if there's something else comes up from it then well with me yes okay. um before i got on the show this was definitely my career path mm -hmm. um you know i'm into acting i'm into and hopefully one day i can produce some movies and stuff like that okay so yes this is a this is a podium for me. This is a platform that I'm going to use uh, in the future. Great. 
Yeah. Um, for me, honestly, is I think I, I use the show the most to learn more about myself mm-hmm. and to be a better person and like to to understand how I am because it's my mind is so twisted. Like not in a bad way where I'm a serial killer, but it's so much emotion and like stuff I don't understand about being me, like being me and being 25 and not knowing who I am at this moment. I think I really use the show more for growth within myself. So not to give too much away because we you know we want people to watch the show, of course. Mm-hmm. But you talked about struggling with mental illness and struggling with bipolarism. So how when did you kind of when were you self not self diagnosed but when were you diagnosed with having bipolar? Um, I believe it was 2014. Okay, so not it's, too long uh, ago. Yeah, uh, it's schizophrenic bipolar okay. and severe anxiety. I think most the worst is the anxiety. Okay, and that was that is what triggers the schizophrenic bipolar. Okay. So when you kind of, what was what had been leading up to, if you don't mind telling us a little bit mm-hmm. about it, how, um, what led up to you kind of getting that diagnosis of what was going on in your life at that time? So it's, it's not like one event or just, it happened recently, but I had three brothers okay. and all three of them were killed. Oh my God, I'm sorry. So yeah, thank you. But it, that's kind of like, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I was young. It, it happened probably before I was 12. 13 so I didn't really know how to deal with it I didn't really have any emotion I didn't really cry much Mm -hmm. and I think like I got to the point in my life where I just I realized like they weren't around Mm -hmm. because before I just I don't know I didn't really pay no attention why do you think it's such a stigma in the black community for us not to really talk about um, mental health issues um, for the most part, I don't think we want to admit it. We don't want to admit being crazy or, well, what they call us crazy, and we don't want to be what we're portrayed as. Okay. And, I mean, I understand that, but I, li- I live in my truth. And, I mean, I know I be tripping sometimes. I already know. I wake up the next morning like, damn, I was tripping. Has the, <laughs> has the show actually helped you um, kind of like self-medicate? Yes. Okay. Especially being around them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day she came to us. We were at the table. She was like, "We went out for a meet," and I think she was <laughs> like, "Yeah." So um, she just pops out and say anything. She's like, "Yeah." So my therapist said, "I'm doing good because I got friends. Like everybody here is her friends. Right. All the cast members mm-hmm. are her friends. So it's like mm-hmm. she had friends before, but mm-hmm. that disconnect led mm-hmm. to a lot of things that troubled mm-hmm. her life as well. Absolutely. So y'all see that." You know, doing the show too. Okay. You can have friends. Mm-hmm. The same thing with me. I had mm-hmm. friends when I started this show. Right. Once I started mm-hmm. rising, everybody mm-hmm. just started fading mm-hmm. away. Was like, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then when they see your growth and where you're at, they want to start trying to crawl back. But you can't do that with me. Mm-hmm. And the same thing I had to actually have a one-on-one with her and talk to her about her girlfriends who was gone for so many years, mm-hmm. and they came back into her life. She, she started climbing a rope. Everybody want to be a Tatiana now. Right. And then they want to come back. I said, you got to let that go because that's another trigger for you. Yeah. And she know that. Like, it's, it's not hard to tell. Tatiana, listen, you say one thing to her, she's going to do it. Right. But you, you mess with her. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say no more. But you mess with her, it's going to be a problem. So for um, you, uh, Keisha, and George, anyone, either one of you can answer this question. You haven't been picked up by a major network yet. Right. Yet. Right. right? So how do you keep pushing when, and when you're facing adversity of maybe getting those no's or those doors closed on well, you when you're going through this process and you know that you have something great? Mm-hmm. You know what's, cra- what's funny about that question is because we haven't even got a no. Okay. Everybody okay. coming to us. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they reaching out to us. 
okay. through somebody else or through social media that they're seeing like, mm-hmm. oh, y'all want some help with this? I mean, these are big, major people. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, millionaire people. And I'm just like, huh? Let him handle that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what. So, so then, George, you, you take that question and like, how does, how does mm-hmm. that kind of like motivate you to keep going? You have these people yeah. reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. You would think what the first person that comes to you, you would say, right. yes, right? Right. right. But right. what does that really look like? Well, I think um, when you know your worth Mm -hmm. when you believe in yourself you believe in what you're doing and being optimistic i'm very optimistic i don't i don't really see nothing negative i don't speak nothing negative i don't Mm -hmm. think negative even when something a situation is negative i always find whether it's a bad situation what's the good in this or what lesson i need to learn so the reality is that um I, I, I speak, I, you know, I say this is this show is going to be this and this show is going to be. So even when it is uh, obstacles in front of us, you know, I ignore that. I don't mm-hmm. let that be my focus. My thing is, how do I fix this or how do we get over this or how are we going to figure this out? Because gotcha. that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we're going to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, when we come back, I want to just talk about how you kind of balance it all out right because you do have still your your regular lives your family Mm -hmm. lives Mm -hmm. and when is it time to sometimes like all right i don't feel like filming today george (laughs) not today i just need to (laughs) kind of like balance it out so we're going to talk a little bit about that work-life balance okay Okay. Okay. all right everybody it's your girl lauren reed right here water ice radio the cast of the real lives of philadelphia is in the house we'll be right back please do not go anywhere i want a water ice All right, we are back, everybody, with this great conversation with the producer, director, and cast, some of the cast of mm-hmm. The Real Lives of Philadelphia right here on the Lauren Reed Live Show. Again, thank you guys for coming through. Y'all are really giving us the real. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I kind of wanted to talk about work-life balance because I know you all have your families, <laughs> and but this takes a lot of work. It do. Yes. So it starting do. with you, Keisha, like how do you balance it all? Because I saw your beautiful daughter with you on the, yeah. the red carpet the last time mm-hmm. she was so excited mm-hmm. for you always um, but how do you kind of sort of balance it out it's kind of even because of what my schedule okay is it is it hard yeah because it's things that i want to do personally that i can't really do mm-hmm. i had to put some things on the back burner just to do and finish up the show mm-hmm. so it's like i still have a regular job okay my hours are flexible okay um even though I don't make up my own schedule, but I can tell my supervisor, like, can you put me on here? Don't put me on here. Okay. So then when you go home, even though you, I might go home late because it might be hours of filming okay. on set just for a day, up to like 15 hours probably, wow. 10 to 15 hours. And depending on what time we start and by the time I go home, I still have to make sure I talk to my daughter. Got you. Like, how was school? Because I might have missed that. She right. might come home, boom, boom, what's this? Oh, but one thing I know is I do everything consistent. I cook before I do anything. Okay. Before I leave out, I got to eat so I come okay. home. I don't care what time it is. It's time we came like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. I still have to eat. I make sure everything is in order. So what would they say? OCD? That's like an OCD <laughs> thing with yeah. me, but I do it. Mm-hmm. Once I set my mind frame to go out film, I'm like, all right, when I see the cast and I know what we about to do today, who about it's gonna be a long night. All right. So I'll be prepared. Let me get my coffee from Wawa. I'll be like, George, stop at Wawa. Let me get some sugar, <laughs> some donuts. Long, and it's, it's it's not easy. I can't say it's easy because it depends on the person that's doing it. Okay. If you haven't been in my shoes and you can't tell me nothing. Gotcha. I've been doing this since 2012. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. Gotcha. Unless you did the same thing. Anybody else? How do you balance it out? George? Um, yeah, to be honest, um, she'll tell you, I work through the night sometimes, mm. like editing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I mean, 
I think when you're passionate about something, it goes past sleep. You kind of forget it. Your yeah. adrenaline is going, especially if um you know we working on something. And it might take us, you know, a couple hours. But when you passionate to me, them hours fly by. Sometimes I look up, it's five, six o'clock in the yep. morning, mm-hmm. and I gotta, you know, even though I, you know, I'm self-employed, but um, it's like still, it's like, you know, I get about sometimes two, three hours of sleep, but it's a lot. But I feel like in the end, it is, it'll all be worth it. Mm-hmm. You know? Ladies, do you have times where you just like, not today, <laughs> not today? I mean, I'm sure we all have, but. I mean, like you said, when you're passionate about something, you just mm-hmm. you just make it work. For me, I, my life is busy. Mm-hmm. My life is busy. They can call mm-hmm. me on Tuesday and be mm-hmm. like, I need you Wednesday. Yep. Yep. I'm there. Yeah. If I have to go on my job and be like, I can't come today. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I just have to do what I have to do mm-hmm. because even though we have work and we have those things, mm-hmm. this is my priority. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 What about you, Savannah? Same. I feel like... You know, I make it work as much as I can. I have a set schedule, so okay. they know my days off. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, that's just what it is. Other than that, I don't got no kids. Mm-hmm. I'm just there. Yeah. <laughs> I have five children. Wow. Oh. See, when I mean, she said no, busy, no, no. Now that you she just meant said busy. That, you real busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a different type of balance. Right, right. Wow. Do you ever have your, um, are your kids on the show or do you just do it just with um, you? No, they're not on the show right now. I mean, the, okay. they probably will be in the okay. future. Definitely. Uh, my kids, I have my kids young. So okay. my kids, uh, I have a 19-year-old in college, wow. a 15-year-old, 14-year-old, and a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old. You so would never know what to say. Right? Making sure you, um, yeah, <laughs> we want to be able to hear you. Um, so um, yeah, um, it's a lot. It is a lot, but um, it's just balance. My kids, they support me too. Like they real... They mm-hmm. fall right into place. When I got to do something, they just fall into place. You know, That's they do what up. they got to do to make everything work at home. And they be like, all right, mom, bye. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, what does the day... So, let's just say that I wanted to be a part of the cast. I wanted to be on the show. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. here now, right? Mm-hmm. What does that day-to-day look like for a person that you'll be shooting? What does that look like? You said if... So, you, let's say yeah. I was a, a cast member. Right, What right. would that day-to-day look like of oh. you shooting one person? Well, um, basically, um, we always have a, a schedule. Okay. We always have like a time. Um, it's according to what's going on if we're going to shoot in the daytime or nighttime. Okay. Um, most time, if it's just like conversation, we pretty much do a day scene. Okay. If it's going to be some, you know, kind of drama, we might want to do a night scene. It's basically we um, we just look at, uh, um, you know, to, just to see. What was the question? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the question? I got lost. Let me edit this out now. Like, uh, <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. Like, oh. they, like, when you... So, Tatiana, like, you know, if... Are you talking to her first about what she has going on? Right, and right. And then you yeah. decide exactly. what right. you're going to shoot? It's basic, right. Yeah, basically, the, uh, the the situation determines the scene. Okay. You know, gotcha. I think so. he always asks us soon as he sees us he knows. what's going on yeah. what's like, yeah. like the first yeah. question yeah. he knows right. stuff okay yeah. and, right. and then you know I just call and I think about <laughs> you know I figure out okay how are we gonna approach it where should we film at um who's gonna be in it you know even sometimes we might wanna bring somebody in so it's basically we just sit down and you know me and Yakisha talk and we take a real situation and we tweak it we just you know gotcha so, gotcha. so 
is anyone too boring to be a part of the cast? No. Okay. It doesn't be too boring. <laughs> I, I look at it like if you got something going on in your life and you want to get your story mm. out here of how mm. what you did, how you're doing it, mm. and it consists on like if it's like just around your family, then that's how we'll film you. You don't necessarily have to be around a cast. Mm -hmm. okay. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's like an event. Like we always go to, we film at fashion shows. Mm. We film at events that we get invited to. Okay. And we pick the people who's gonna make this scene crazy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like we went out to Virginia, we got invited to, was it Fashion Week in okay. Virginia? Mm -hmm. And we took these two with mm -hmm. us, mm -hmm. along with our assistant, mm -hmm. and it was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was it was nice. They fit right in and mm -hmm. had they saying about the fashion show, how they felt they was front row mm -hmm. VIP. Mm -hmm. Right. So being there, it was just like, okay, these two, or mm -hmm. crazy because there's another cast member that hang with them mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. but she couldn't make it. Okay. So where's the drama at? Because she couldn't make it. Right. Then you get them saying some things like, "Oh, mm -hmm. she ain't here. She could have came." Right, right, but sometimes right. that's just how it works. Now, uh, now, there's another side to that because she'll say, tell because you we did lose some I, cast members. Right, for being I've boring. had some people oh, yeah. who came in <laughs> and they told us a story, and, and then as we started filming, <laughs> they just got quiet. But, you know, and I would tell them, listen, I don't, we don't feel you. Like, I don't, like, what's going on? You're not. They came right. in with the scripted lifestyle. Right. This yeah. Whole yeah. Thing. Made up a story. And yeah, then, I think, like, during the interview time, when mm -hmm. we casted a certain amount of females, right. and they told us their background, mm -hmm. but the whole time, for almost two years, mm -hmm. we're filming, and at one time, did you yeah. give us anything about right. your life that you told us? I'm like, well, like, what's up? Mm -hmm. So, what I do is, even though we're business partners, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I let him do mm -hmm. with that side because mm -hmm. he has to produce it mm -hmm. and direct right. it. Mm -hmm. I just see people for who mm -hmm. they are and be like, okay, mm -hmm. the storyline is great, what you mm -hmm. think? Mm -hmm. And we both yeah. work together. So is it a surprise when you bring new cast members on like, or do you let them know ahead of time? You know what? All right, to be honest, I'm very close to these, her, her, and Jazz. Okay. We're, we're, we're tight. So okay. I think if George would want to say, you know what, I think this person would be perfect for the show. Mm -hmm. We go in our group chat. <laughs> so they would know, but they won't know who it is. Okay. Um, the guys won't know, and you know how guys are. As soon as they see a new girl, yo, who that? Or a guy, or a guy for So even if it's with a guy, we we don't do a lot of spoilers sometimes. Okay. I might shock like we, you know, to be honest, we do have somebody we're interested in. Okay. There's going to be a shocker. Okay. Who he's thinking about putting with somebody and yes it's a guy but mm -hmm. nobody knows oh, life, life for instance. Guy candy. i'm about to life. say is he cute <laughs> <laughs> right so you, just, you just never know we can't school you everything right. for the cast right. we gotta surprise them because right. sometimes you want us we want their right. feedback like, you need that element of yeah. surprise right. for it to right. be a real interaction right. so it was right. like how you feel about such and such, right. and they'll tell us like, "Well, I think mm -hmm. he's cool. Mm -hmm. I don't like him. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, and you know, you get the guys that's probably intimidated, like mm. coming to take the shine yeah. a little away. Yeah. But it's, it's like I that. mean, that's just real life. Like yeah. for, uh, real. for instance, um, with Serge, mm -hmm. I know Serge is laid back, and to get a reaction out of him, I told him, you know, come to the basketball court. We're having a basketball game, and they want to talk about some things. He never knew, so when he got there, right? When he got yeah. there, and he heard. You was messing with, oh man, we supposed to be homies. It was real, it was authentic. Yeah. Like it just came out of him. But I know we would have told him what was going on. He wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been the same thing. Because so. the thing, the key is when you have a story from one of your cast members, you don't tell another cast member because when they go on set, mm -hmm. they're going to know it's going to spoil it. Yeah. You're not going to get that reaction right. mm -hmm. that you want on camera from them. So mm -hmm. you keep everything seclusive and you're mm -hmm. like, okay. You're filming tonight, Gotti, Tommy. We want you at the basketball court. Just mm -hmm. meet us here at eight o'clock. Boom, that's gotcha. it. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's going on, and whoever story it is, we might say, Gotti, go say something to such and such. Boom, and from there, it, it takes goes off. forever. Mm -hmm. yeah.
Well, this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for the season two to, co- to come out. Um, send that to me exclusively. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely will. Um, so last question for you, uh, Keisha. Where do you, where do you see this going? Like, you know, what is your you know, your vision board for the real lives of Philadelphia. My whole vision is to get this across the world worldwide to people that can relate and understand that these are real things that people really do go through. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, you might know somebody that knows somebody that's going through this. Like, listen, you can learn from this. Right. You know, you can really take heed onto what these girls and guys are saying and doing what they like because I've been in this situation before. Right. And the key thing is with me is I always tell like, how did you come up with this concept? I said, well, when I pick people, I base it off of my life and my situation, the things that I went through. And I went through almost everything that they're going through in their life. So I had to put everything together together and be like wow this is really crazy but my whole way of getting out of things is different than what their way so i want the world to see how they get out of it but this is ongoing it's like non-stop so i just wanted to be out here for a lot of people that can learn something from each and every last one of these cast members that we have so if the audience wants to um recap on what happened last season where mm-hmm. can they find that oh the real lives of philadelphia okay on instagram they can okay. go through the clips okay they can look through everything in there click any link in the bio they'll okay. be able to see it on youtube okay and just follow us on instagram okay. so real what's lives your instagram handle um the real lives of philadelphia is okay. just all straight okay and my instagram is yakisha with the number one that's okay. y-a-k-e-e-s-h-a in the number one and, and facebook too don't forget and facebook as well facebook. so <laughs> we got a page too that they can follow the real lives of philadelphia is on facebook as well so any um upcoming casting that you have coming yeah, up? Yeah, we're going to be doing casting soon. We're going to do a couple privately, and we're going to do a big one down at our production office, probably okay. spring, summertime. Okay. Don't have a date yet, because we're actually coming up with a, uh, Philly Fantastic Awards for this spring. It's going to be an all-white. It's like it's not an all-white party, but it's like a day party. Okay. And we're going to be honoring some people, you know, best podcast, best MUA in Philly. Okay. Everything going to be Philly-based. Okay, nice. So, um... No date yet for season two, Not but yet. that's coming soon. Yes. When you find that out, let us know yes. so we can put something out for you. Again, thank you for coming to the show. You're we welcome. really, really appreciate it. I'm finally glad to be able to get yes. you in the seat. Thanks for having Especially me. for Women's History Month. Yes. You're out here. You yes. Yes. So I really do appreciate it. How you feel, George? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably got the yes thing down yeah. by now. Two seasons of it, right? I'm sure. But again, thank you for coming out to the show. Thank you for having Make us. Make sure you guys um, are following the real lives of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And this is the Lauren Real Live Show. We're going to wrap it up. And remember, not all superheroes wear capes, but sometimes they wear headphones. Yeah. Peace. Right. Yeah. See y'all. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.